Welcome to Rich Conversations. This is another edition of Rich Answers, where I answer questions provided to me by past guests of the podcast. And today we have questions from Sarah Omoiki from Lagos, Nigeria. She's a software engineer. She was on episode 192. Fantastic person. Wonderful conversation that we had. And uh, she provided four good ones. Three. And then she's... The fourth one was meta. What, what one question do you wish I would have asked? How would have you answered? Uh, but let's get to that last. Number one, if you won $10 million tomorrow, what will you spend it on? That's a lot of money. And I think uh, any like large sum of money that I would happen upon, I pretty much know, I think what I would do with it. And that's, I would just like invest it into all the projects I have. Like, like throwing lighter fluid <laughs> on all of them. And um, I actually, I haven't announced this yet. So I'm gonna do it here. I started a new organization called the Quantum School. And, uh, and it's like teaching the ability to teleport and like use our cognitive abilities to um, it's like egoless education. It's education uh, that I've kind of followed, that I've created for myself, and I want to implement it in um, all over. So I would invest money in that, in that organization. Also, rich conversations. I would, I would, I would upgrade all of our equipment. I would hire. Uh, several different people and we would just go travel the world and just do these conversations in person because I learned so much like like Sarah I I talk about our conversation quite a bit to people and I'm so fascinated by Lagos and Nigeria and what's going on there we definitely visit you if I uh, if I if I happen upon 10 million dollars tomorrow um, but most of all it's I want to invest in talent. I want, I want to invest in people and develop their talent and, um, and just work together collaboratively to create a brighter, uh, to create stronger communities and a, a brighter future all across the world. I, that's what I would do with it. I would invest in great people. So that's number one. Number two, what underrated tools are indispensable for your job? Now, number one tool is right here, right? That's the best tool. Um, and I use it quite a bit. Um, now, you said underrated. A tool that I use, I use these iPhones a lot. So I'm recording this on an iPhone. I'm using the audio on an iPhone 8. And I'm using an iPad. So I'm using a lot of Apple products. What I love is that I can just like, like sync everything together and just like paint it and just like, like do that. Whereas like, um, before this, it's been an evolution of the podcast, especially in person. And, um, you know, we would have lighting, we got some great lights, some pretty cheap lights. There's a lot of tools that are cheap that you can, uh, that I've used quite a bit. And we used to have like three DSLR cameras, but then you would have to take the, um, 
you know, the, the SD card and then upload them to here. But then eventually they all have to make their way to my MacBook or, you know, iPad or something like that. So it's cool to have it already. It's so mobile. And that's what I love because I don't see myself. I, don't, I think that's why I started doing these is because I, I hate recording actually in my apartment. I just hate it. So I like being out and about. And right now I'm recording this in Lincoln Station. Uh, great restaurant at, uh, in Chicago in Lincoln Park. And I'm, I'm actually recording this before my shift tonight. So, so, uh, so here I am. Uh, and as far as underrated tools, it's kind of it's what you would expect, right? Like I'm sure you experience this. If you have a computer and an internet connection, you can do a whole lot. You can do an incredible amount. Um, and then also, like, like I mentioned before with the iPhones, I use it simply as a tool. You know, like when I was in college, I remember I had like a separate digital camera, a separate phone, a separate uh, iPod to listen to music. Now they're all infused into one. And I don't use... That's how I pretty much use it in voice memos, right? I use, that's probably the tool I use the most that's underrated is the app voice memos in Apple products. Um, I'm recording this now with it, but you know, like if I go sign up for a phone plan or something, they're pushing, what I realized is that like I use phones differently than the general population. So what's, what's kind of promoted at stores is like, you get all this playback time, your battery life is really good. And um, I just don't, I don't use my phone to watch stuff. I don't really use it to scroll. I don't really scroll on apps. Um, I simply use it as a tool, like you had said. So uh, those are a few tools. Um, pen and paper, pen and paper is a great one too. Uh, under, very underrated tool these days, right? Um, number three, what's your morning routine like? Uh, so we had another, uh, rich answers that, that asked this question. So this is, this is what I do. I don't set alarm clocks. Uh, I just wake up when my body wakes me up and, uh, typically it's, between six and eight hours of sleep. I'm so excited for my morning routine that I will go to bed early or like I'll wake up in the middle of the night so excited and I actually get like some terrible sleep sometimes because that excitement, I just want to get up and, and just do it. So I, okay, so I wake up and then uh, I have whole beans, and coffee. So I grind those then I use a French press. So as I, wait for the, the coffee and the, the beans to, you know, marinate together in the French press, I meditate for 10 minutes. I don't necessarily like meditating, but I can tell the difference when I do it and when I don't do it. And then doing this, now the morning routine has evolved over the years, but um, you know, before, I've been meditating, I would say, for like three years every day. 
Uh, but the morning routine, it's, it, go, it went from probably like, you know, I should have a morning routine to now like taking up three to five hours of my morning at a time. So, okay, so we meditate for 10 minutes, then we pour the coffee, and then the first thing we do is read philosophy, the Daily Stoic. It's just like one page and it like, you know, gets your mind going in the right place and it sets a tone of what you're going to aspire for the day and in life as well. Because we're, we're working on this long-term, you know, your, your life is long-term, right? But you can take steps every single day and that every day starts with your morning, right? Uh, for most people. So then, uh, now I used to, the last time I rec- recorded this about my morning routine, I was reading the uh, Art Institute Essentials. So I'd read like about two objects or pieces of art in the Art Institute to like better educate myself on it. But this morning, for the first time in a while, or since, for the first time, I like started reading poetry. So I was reading poetry this morning, and then I, I journal. So I journal between 20 minutes to an hour. And then, uh, then from the coffee, I get my, my head's a little, <laughs> a little buzzing, and I need, to, I need to do something. So then I go, uh, we have this like fitness center. I live in a high rise and it's in the bottom, just like some basic stuff, some dumbbells and some, some racks and stuff. So I'll do that and then uh, I'll go upstairs. I, I live on the ninth floor. So I walk up the stairs, sometimes run if I'm feeling ambitious and uh, I start making oatmeal. So I set a timer for 12 minutes. Then I just go up and down the stairs, uh, you know, get some good cardio going, I, I suppose. And then I, I put on a record, some vinyl records, Today was uh, L'Impertrice, which is like this French kind of dance pop uh, group that I actually saw on Monday, the 11th, with Justina uh, Wynn and her, her boyfriend, Aaron Olson. And uh, I bought the vinyl, so I've been listening to that. And uh, then I, that's the first time I bring out my computer and I make uh, oatmeal and eggs. And I look over the box scores of whatever sports going on at the time, like regular season. So right now it's baseball. So I check all the baseball things. And uh, then I kind of yeah, take a nap sometimes. It's a long, it's a long uh, routine. And uh, that's kind of what I do. And then when I wake up from the nap, then I start over and I, I get, get a bunch of work done. So that's kind of the, the morning routine right now. But I'm always tweaking it. And it didn't start this elaborate. It started as like, I want to better myself. I need to do certain things. If I do certain things, I think doing them every day will help. And um, yeah, so even just like starting off with five minutes and then you see the results in yourself or you, you feel it. You feel a difference when you go through this morning routine, whatever it may be for you. And you just want to do more and more and more of it. So um, uh I'm excited, and, and I think it took a, a, a next step when I went to Miami last year. So now I'm actually going to Miami pretty soon, and what I loved last year, because I would just kind of like do the routine and I would jump into whatever I had to work on for that day, but on like vacation, I just let my mind wander. So I just implemented that back into the routine, and um, it's been pretty great. You know, like we're human beings and we should be 
And I have found that like by taking that approach, I'm actually more productive in a way. And I'm a lot more precise in the actions I take. Um, I don't waste much time during the day. Like everything I do is pretty intentional. So, uh, and that starts with the, the morning routine and just setting, uh, setting a good, good spot for myself to start. So I'd be curious what, what your routine is too. Um, okay, number four. What's one question you wish I'd asked you? How would have you would have answered? Uh, so I was Googling like interesting questions or good questions. Uh, they're really like not good. So I'm glad on the podcast we typically ask, you know, great questions, insightful questions to provoke thoughtful answers. One I saw that kind of stuck out with me would, was uh, when was the last time you did something that you regret or like something about regret? Do you have any regrets? And I would say no. Like, I think that's the difference between myself and a lot of other people is like, it's not to say I've, done, I've never done things that I regret, right? But it's like, I find it so um, unproductive and so, so like to dwell on anything that happened in the past. You can't change what happened in the past. And without that event and you having, say, that regret, you might not be where you are now or you might not think or have a certain perspective that you do now. So everything, everything together has made you who you are. And if you take out one little link of that, it can change everything. So in that sense, like, sometimes I've like journal about this. It's like, I don't look back. I, I very, very rarely do I look back. And when I do, it's usually only to uh, extract something from it, from memories, like a lesson or uh, an experience. It's like, oh, I need to do this. Well, I, I did something similar in the past. How did I do that? And I apply concepts or like apply the same experience into my life now. So um, I, I, don't, I don't live with regrets. And I don't know if a lot of people can say that, but um, I know like on my deathbed, if I'm lucky to be like on a deathbed, because uh, that would mean you lived a long life. Um, Like, I, I don't want to have any regrets. And so far, I don't. Um, also, I feel like, going back to the routine a little bit, I'm a pretty fundamentally sound person. So, um, and what that allows you to do, if, if you have great fundamentals, you, you don't make a lot of poor decisions that you would regret. So it's also making sure that you, you have the right mindset where you're not gonna, um, you're not gonna put yourself in bad situations. So, uh, Sarah, thank you so much for those questions and thank you for inspiring the last one as well. Uh, again, Sarah's episode 192. I talk about it a lot and um, I, I gotta get to Lagos. I really wanna go to Nigeria and explore. It sounds like it's such a, a growing and inspiring 
inspired population and I'm so excited to see the, the growth of it. I, I, I think by the 22nd century, like Nigeria is gonna like be such a, a crucial part of like the global world. They are already, of course, but like, I'm, I'm so excited, I'm so excited. So um, those are our questions today. This has been Rich Answers. Thank you for watching and listening. <laughs>